Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Hopefully y'all are ready for a fun Labor Day weekend. We got you covered on this Friday. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course, on your smart speaker. He's Chris Canty. I'm Jeff Turn. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. So pumped for our next guest to join us here on the ESPN Hotline and talk a little football. Hall of Fame Broncos safety, two-time Super Bowl champ, Steve Atwater joins us. Give him a follow today on X at Steve Atwater 27. Steve, welcome into the program. How you doing today, man? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, man. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, I will tell you this. I knew about Steve Atwater well before many of my peers probably did because I had a friend when I was young that was a little older than me. I'm 38 now. He was a little bit older than me when I was a kid. And there was no player he liked on his on his favorite Broncos team more than Steve Atwater. So I, I knew that I had a place to unload my Steve Atwater cards to when we were trading him as a kid. It was to my buddy Mike because he certainly <laughs> loved what you did on the football field, man. Uh, it, it, is, it is a different landscape, though, right now for the Denver Broncos. They have not been good since they made the Super Bowl. And last year was sort of the bottoming out of that. What do you think is the key for this thing to get turned around this season for Denver, Steve? I would say more than anything else, just everyone in the building, every every coach, every player buying into what Sean Payton is doing. And I, I think they're doing that. Uh, you know, Sean Payton has a, a, an amazing record uh, of success. Uh, he's an amazing leader. He's a great communicator. And – you know, he's got a little bit of that old school in him. You know, it's 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 not it's not going to be easy. And you know, football never is. You know, you, you look on YouTube, you see videos of the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think is you know they're going to be the team to beat for a while until teams can prove that they can beat them. They said they work harder in training camp than they do uh, during the regular season. And you know, obviously they they're, they're planning the game, starters planning the game, the whole nine yards. So. Um, you know that that's the standard we you know a lot of teams I think got got to look to they they got to make it make it hard during camp so that during the season it can be maybe a tad bit easier. Steve, you brought up buy in. Of course, everybody wants to see Russell Wilson buy in to what Sean Payton is is selling in terms of the overall scheme and football philosophy. What have you seen from that relationship early on, and and how do you think that marriage will work moving into the twenty twenty three season? Yeah, and you know everything that I that I, I've seen, it is it is I, I've seen it. I haven't really you know heard those two interact, but seeing it from you know a spectator's point of view, it looks like they both have a ton of mutual respect for one another, uh, and it's progressing. You know, uh, we had uh, some joint uh, practices with the Rams. Uh, you know, first day the Rams looked like they kind of got the best of us. Second day, we got a little bit better, but I still think they got the best of us. Then they came out in the game, and and the team just you know really laid on the line. They they, they played extremely well. Uh, you know, one of the most dominant performances I'd ever seen. But it's a, pre, it's a playoff. I mean, it's a preseason game, so I'd have to get too hyped about that. But from the outside in, it, it really looks like the team is buying in. Russell Wilson is buying in, and that you know, if things go well, you know, that's 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 always. The thing with football, if you play well, everything's going to be fine. If, if if the play isn't where it needs to be, 
then uh, you know it'll be interesting to see how 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 that dynamic is. But I think that again, two professionals, two two two, uh, and I have a tr- tremendous amount of respect for Russell Wilson as well as a, as a player and as a man. And um, you know, I, I think that last season was a rough season for him. You know, new environment, new system, uh, and then now we got a new system again this year. But I think that at this point, they're right where they want to be. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm Jeff Turn. Chris Canty alongside me. Steve Atwater joining us, the Hall of Fame Broncos safety. Canty is coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Steve, I wanted to ask you about the fan base there in Denver because they are one of the best in the National Football League. And, you know, last year we sort of saw at the end where there was uh, some empty seats inside that stadium where you typically don't see empty seats. It's not New York, though. It's not Chicago. It's not L.A. The, the, the way that the media covers that team and the pressures that come along with losing is much different in some of those other environments. But how short is that leash right now from a, a very dedicated and historically great fan base with regards to what's going on on the football field? How much do they have to prove to their fans this year? Well, I, I think a lot. I think the you know, Broncos country has been frustrated. Uh, they've had reasons to get excited. Uh, I remember last year when we signed Russell Wilson, everybody was super excited. Uh, and the year obviously didn't turn out the way that everybody wanted it. Uh, but obviously, Russ, he wasn't the only you know part of that. Uh, but I would say that yeah, the, we have very demanding fans, and you know they 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 know football. They they know when they look on the field and they see teams playing well. Uh, they they see good coaching. Uh, they see great effort from the players. I, I think more than anything, that's what they want. Now, obviously, they want the wins too, but uh, I think more than anything, they want to they want to see good, uh, solid football. And I I would say even if you know if we didn't win every football game, if, if the fans saw that every player on that team was giving it their all at the end of the game, they'd have to have to clap their hands for them and say, "Hey, guys, good performance." Steve, getting back to on the field, last season the Broncos had the worst scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, I, I know it's not going to be easier getting that turned around without Tim Patrick and, and, and Jerry Judy, uh, at least early on in the season, but you made your name on the defensive side of the ball, one of the greatest players in defense in NFL history and certainly in that Broncos franchise. Just curious from your perspective, when the offense is struggling like they did last year, how much pressure does that put on the Denver Broncos defense, especially coming into the season, knowing they'll be shorthanded on the offensive side of the ball early on? Yeah, well, I think that that, that does put uh, a good amount of pressure on the defense because the defense, you know, I thought played well last year uh, too. And, they, you know, they've been kind of the, the strong point of this team. And I, I think they – put it upon themselves too to, to, to play well, you know, uh, some of the leaders on that defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, Justin Simmons, Randy Gregory, uh, you got Zach Allen coming over, uh, uh, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, those guys, I think they put it on, on, put that on their, on their shoulders that, Hey, regardless of what the offense does, we got to go out and perform. And, uh, you know, back as a player, uh, you know, this as well, you know, you, you can't really, be concerned about what the other side of the ball does. Now, obviously, you want them to do well. You know, as a defensive player, you know, we want the offense to put up points. But if they don't, guess what? You still have a job to do, and you got to go out there and, and, and stop the offense as well as you can. So, um, you know, I know, it, you know, they have great team dynamics in terms of, you know, when offense isn't playing well, hey, defense got to pick it up a little bit. They don't want to 
you know, where you won't have guys, uh, you know, arguing at each other, offense and defense. And I I don't think we'll have any of that this year. Steve Atwater with us here, Hall of Famer, Broncos safety, two-time Super Bowl champ. Steve, we'll get you out of here on this one, and we're going to go random on you. But uh, when you play with a, a Hall of Famer like John Elway, you're tested in practice every single day. But when you when you look back to your playing career, and I know there was a lot of good quarterbacks that you lined up against, I love the stories, though, from Hall of Famers compared to maybe what the fans think of who they were going against. Who was the one quarterback that you felt you had to prepare for more than any other you were facing them during your Hall of Fame career? Well, for me, it, it was easy because, you know, my rookie year, uh, we went to the Super Bowl and we played against the 49ers and – I call that game the blooper bowl because, you know, they, they, they beat us 55 <laughs> to 10. Uh, Joe Montana, man, he was, he was uh, marvelous. So uh, in, in my book, uh, you know, I, I still have a, a, a sore spot in my heart for that, uh, for that game. And uh, so, yeah, I got to say Joe Montana, man, he's, he was one of the greatest to ever do it. And, uh, you know, he, he got, even with, when he went to the chiefs, uh, I remember a game uh, we were up and right at the last, in the last minutes, he he was able to drive down the field on us and, and score points. So, uh, Joe Montana for me. <laughs> Broncos Broncos fans hoping Russell Wilson looks a lot more like Joe Montana than Joe Montana as he did a year ago. Uh, Steve Atwater, Hall of Famer. Thanks so much for the time today, Steve. Enjoy the upcoming season and have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks so much. And hey, Chris, man, uh, all the best to you, man. Take uh, out your career, man. You're, you're a great player and uh, hope all is going well in, in, in post-football post career. Appreciate it, Steve, man. means a lot coming from you, my man. Yes, sir. You guys take care. God bless. I think we need to send Steve some of my flag football footage from the University of Minnesota. Maybe he'd, maybe he'd have some comments for me like that, Chris. Listen, man, Steve. Post playing career. Steve was one of my favorite players to watch growing up, and I still remember playing with him on Super Tecmo Bowl when it was yes. him and Bobby Humphrey and John Elway. Like it was like the Denver Broncos were the deal, and I just remember hard nose football. Like that was the dude. Like I remember when he shut down Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye came through the hole, and Steve Rotwater knocked him into tomorrow. Like I, I just remember him playing the game with a reckless abandon that was uncommon. And so that that's what I will always remember Steve Atwater for. And that's how I. That's what I think Broncos fans are hoping this team will get back to under Sean Payton, being a hard-nosed football team that's going to go out there and make you earn it every single week. It hasn't been like that since Super Bowl 50. Hopefully Sean Payton can restore a lot of that. I know new ownership is banking on that. That's why I paying him $18 million a year. Yeah, man, when you were when you were an offensive player and you looked across at those big shoulder pads and number two seven staring at you, oh, you knew yeah. it was going to be a long day oh, sure. at the office. Joe Montana was in the zone in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, as Steve Atwater just told us. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If you have a burning question about the upcoming NFL season, while well, you're in the right place, it's about to get answered as we continue on Greeny. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Continue to roll along on this Friday. He's Chris Canty. I'm Jeff Turn at ESPN Radio, at JTESPN, and at Chris Canty 99. Always you, always you can connect there on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Feel free to let us know what's on your mind. We get some uh, college football being back in full force this weekend. Tune in tomorrow as Chris Canty's Virginia Cavaliers battle the Tennessee Volunteers. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You will hear Chris Canty on the pregame show of that broadcast. Tennessee, by the way, is favored only by four touchdowns. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Chris, how you feeling about that one, buddy? Man, hide your eyes, avert your eyes. It's going to get ugly in Nashville. I get it. It's not a home game for the Volunteers, but it might as well be. Like, I just, I just hope that we cover. I, I know we're probably not going to win. I just hope that we cover. We got a new transfer quarterback in Tony Musket. He's more inept, uh, more adept at operating a pro-style offense under Tony Elliott than Brennan Armstrong was. So I, I'm hoping that we can at least go out there and be competitive to open the season. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I ain't putting no money on it, but I'm hoping. Yeah, there's some big lines. I mean, West Virginia's three-touchdown underdog against Penn State. Indiana's 31-point underdog against Ohio State. So um, not just, you know – big boys against the sisters of the poor like we have some power five matchups that have some really large spreads including a four touchdown disparity heading in there like when do you start to worry about it getting ugly chris um in when they get off the tennessee? bus is that gonna be when they cool? get off the bus <laughs> when they get off the bus listen all the reports out of tennessee and what this kid joe milton is expected to do this year 
Like, I, I don't know yeah. how we compete against it. Like, Tennessee is just a different level of athlete. It's the SEC. We know that is the premier conference in college football. So, I just think there are levels to this. And, and Josh Heupel and Joe Milton are at a different level than Tony Elliott and Tony Musket. Just going to put it out there. We're going to – I don't, I don't I give don't a damn if we got Tony the Tiger out there. Michigan. We ain't going to be able to beat the Tennessee Volunteers. It ain't going to happen. Tony Tiger would look good in those those orange digs from 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 Virginia. That would be for sure. All right, uh, let's go for Tony the Montana. World. We can just go through all the Tonys. It ain't gonna matter. Soprano. It ain't gonna matter. Might Tony Soprano. It ain't Tony gonna matter. Tony Montana. You might Soprano. It might be if you start knocking off the other team, you might have a shot. Maybe of winning Maybe. the game. We'll go, we'll go from college football to the NFL. Time to get the green list. The list is what determines who matters. In this business, the green list. All right, we got five things on the green list today that involve burning questions in the National Football League. Chris, the floor is yours. Yeah, so we're going to kick this thing off. Number five, Deshaun. Number five, can he return to his 2020 form? Now he led the league in passing in 2020. I don't think the Cleveland Browns outfit under Kevin Stefanski want to be that active when it comes to the passing game they're going to lead they're going to win games through their run game and, and Nick Chubb and that offensive line but there's no way that you trade three first round draft picks not to use Deshaun Watson and not to take advantage of his abilities as a passer I like the weapons that they got around him Amari Cooper Donovan Peoples-Jones another guy to keep an eye on Elijah Moore, they traded for him from the Jets, second-round pick. Like, this dude is a playmaker. They're using him in a lot of different ways, in the slot, out wide, in the backfield. So, Elijah Moore, another one of those X factors for that Browns offense. But I do think that Deshaun Watson, whether or not he can return to that 2020 form, being one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the National Football League, is going to go a long ways in deciding what the AFC North and the AFC as a whole looks like in this upcoming season. Number four. Can the Detroit players, i.e. the Detroit Lions, win the NFC North for the first time in 30 years? JT, that's right, 30 years. Okay, 1993 was the last time the Lions won their division. It was the NFC Central, not the NFC North. There were five teams in the division. It's been a long time. But they're the favorite according to the sportsbook, season sportsbook, to win the NFC North. Now, that's the most closely contested division, according to the odds. But I will say this. What Detroit showed in the second half of last year, being able to protect the football, being able to generate takeaways, the strides that that defense made led by Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston. Like, I believe that that Detroit team is ascending. And one of the sneaky, strong attributes or strong aspects of that team is their offensive line. That is a top five offensive line in the National Football League. And anytime you're strong in the trenches on both sides of the ball, you're going to give yourself a pretty good chance. So the Detroit Lions, can they win the NFC North? Can they win their division for the first time in 30 years? One of the biggest questions in 2023. Next. Number three. Which rookie quarterback will have the best season? And I think, you know, looking at the team around them, it's an easy answer for me. I think for sure it's Bryce Young. I thought Carolina was going to be the team representing the NFC South in the playoffs last year. They just didn't have competent quarterback play. It would have erased the swan song for Tom Brady making it to the postseason one last time if they just would have had competent quarterback play. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, the injuries started to mount up. 
Now they get Bryce Young, that defense is stacked in Carolina. That's going to put them in a lot of opportune situations. I think shorter field, doesn't have to navigate 80, 90-yard drives. I love the Panthers' defense, and I think that defense will help a rookie quarterback win the NFC South and get the Panthers in the playoffs. Number two. Can Aaron Rodgers break the Jets' playoff slump? This isn't a hell no for me, but it's a nah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they still are the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and that's not a good thing. There's something about overcoming your jersey. I think you have those problems in, in Cleveland. I think you have those problems in Detroit. I think you have those problems in New York. Sometimes you look in the mirror and you go, damn, we have a lot to overcome. The Jets have a lot to overcome from a historical standpoint, and they have a lot to overcome from a divisional standpoint. I think Miami's better. I think the Buffalo Bills are better. I think Aaron Rodgers has this team playing much better, especially in close games. When it's close, I think they win some of those. But I don't think three teams from one division get in the playoffs in the AFC, meaning one's going to be out, and I think it's going to be the Jets. However, I don't feel like this is a one-and-done thing. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, with the way he restructured his contract and set this up, I think next year is the year that the Jets have the better season with Aaron Rodgers than this one. But I do not think, for Jets fans' sake, that they break the streak. Playoffs, not going to happen for the Jets. Number one. Number one, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? That's what everybody wants to know. That's the $18 million question. That's what they're paying Sean Payton. They also gave up a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton's job is to win games in Denver. A nice-to-have would be able to fix Russell Wilson because at his best, I think he gives you a better chance at being able to win week in, week out. But that is the big question that everybody wants to know. I'm still skeptical of the marriage because of the play style with Russell Wilson, what he's become known for, the second reaction plays, the off-schedule plays, versus Sean Payton's coaching style, which is – Disciplined football, getting the ball out on time, hitting your back foot and letting it go. It's a contrasting style between what Russell Wilson was at his best and what Drew Brees, Sean Payton's best protege, was at his best. I don't know how it works together, but that's the question that everybody wants answered. And whether or not the Denver Broncos are going to be able to find their footing as a playoff contender with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback is going to largely depend on whether or not those two can make it work. Chris, I I have way more confidence that Jimmy Garoppolo will keep the Raiders out of the basement in the AFC West than I do Russell Wilson doing that for Denver. Does that sound crazy or does that sound like something that that could happen again? I just feel like like the Raiders are going to end up in the three spot like they were last year. And the Broncos for the last couple of years have been in the basement. I just can't see them getting out. They have nobody to throw it to. Jerry Judy two years ago had as many touchdowns in the NFL as you did. Zero. <laughs> it wasn't like he became all of a sudden so much better last year. I, I just think, man, that thing's going to be a dumpster fire again. And it just doesn't feel like the timelines match up for Peyton turning it around and where Russell Wilson is at in his career. Yeah, and we know Sean Payton is going to be there. So if it does go off the rails, I could see Sean Payton deciding that he's going to bench I can't believe I'm saying this. Bench Russell Wilson and for go Jared with Stidham. Jared Stidham. <laughs> if, if for no other reason, you allow – you get more more information about Jared Stidham so you can figure out what your plan at quarterback is beyond 2023. Because Russell Wilson, I don't know. He's going to get a second chance at it. Last year was a disaster. If this year ends up looking anything close to what we saw last year, then his days are going to be numbered in Denver. 
I can't believe I, you guys. You're, you, Steve Atwater, so nice to both of you, giving Canty some props on his NFL and media career, You know, get, bonding with Jeff over the, the cards, and you guys are just crapping all over the Broncos. Well, well, Unbelievable. Cam, well, Cam, here's the thing. If Steve here, Atwater was in his prime, I'd feel better about it. Yeah, okay? yeah, they, they, <laughs> honestly, they could they use him. They, they could use him. They but, could but, use but, him. But, Cam, the one thing you've learned about me is I'll lie for you. I'll never lie to you. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to our audience about what the Denver Broncos are going to be. It's looking ugly right now for Denver. Now, we'll, we'll see. Sean is one of the very best coaches in the National Football League. We'll see if he can get a turnaround. But eight ball says doubtful for this season. Yeah, Steve Atwater might be coaching there before we know it. Wow. <laughs> you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. Coming up next, we're going to pay homage to one of the godfathers of the modern NFL. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Down the stretch we come here on the Friday edition of Greeny. This is ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Chris Canty alongside yours truly, Jeff Turn here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are birthing a new ESPN Radio show coming next week. Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, and Evan Cohen get things started on Tuesday, September Let's go! 5th. Tune in 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern weekdays on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Greeny will be back in this time slot as well next week we'll have to go back from calling it turny to greeny on tuesday short-lived um, <laughs> i'm not kidding chris i feel comfortable in this seat whenever greeny wants to exit stage right they can slide me right in Boom. Uh, I, I want i want to congratulate you though man uh, I, i'm so excited to listen to this 
with Michelle and Evan. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I know you guys will knock it out of the park. Yeah, it's going to be really cool, man. And uh, we get to unveil the new name of the morning show. You know, it's been ESPN Radio in the mornings for a minute. And so now we get to do a new thing. Uh, It's going to be different. It's going to be edgy. But the most important thing is that we're going to have fun and we're going to talk about Sports, amongst other things, but there's going to be originality. We're, we pride ourselves on being able to have an opportunity to have the first take of the day. So I, I just, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, I, I get to do it with two other lifers in the radio business, in Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman. So it's going to be dope. We're looking forward to it. Coming up on Tuesday, September 5th, they kick things off there. You and I were talking, I, I said your birth, we're birthing a new radio show here, but we were talking about kids earlier and that down the road, Chris Canty looks to be adding some troops to the, to the, to the, to the, to the army there, uh, having some kids <laughs> down the road. And I was explaining to him, you may want to rethink that. I got three boys under the age of eight. And the, the practice of creating the kids turns out to be the most fun because they just run you down, man, after that. They just run you down. They run you down. Oh, I love my kids, man. They, they keep me on my toes, and they're absolutely the bright spot. But I was telling you guys a story, and this might have scared Chris a little bit because about three weeks ago, we were putting our youngest to bed. His name's Griffey. He's four. And he had to run to the restroom quick, and we came out, and he said he needed to change his pants. And all the parents listening right now know that usually means an accident, right? Well, it turns out he didn't have an accident. Um, he needed to change his, his pants and his underwear because he had something in them, but it wasn't from an accident. Apparently, three or four hours earlier, we just got back from the grocery store, and my, my son, Bauer, who's five, decided to take half a bag of marshmallows, the big ones, and shove them down the pants of his younger brother. <laughs> and, and, and he never told anybody, dude, like, we were outside, we ate dinner. The whole time, dude's running around with, like, six, seven big marshmallows in his pants. And by the time it got to about 8 o'clock at night in the middle of the summer, those things were all mushed up in his butt crack, and we had a disaster, okay? We had to get rid of the pants, get rid of the underwear. So it's not just the accidents you have to look out for, it's the siblings as well, man. So be careful in your future endeavors. Oh, yeah, the savagery of siblings. I got two older brothers, and when they say things roll downhill, that's exactly what they mean. So this is not uncommon or unknown to me. It's just one of those things where you have those siblings dynamics. It's it makes parent. It adds another layer to the degree of difficulty of parenting. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. The added layer of you think you have control, and you realize. The children have. Yeah, when you go from man to man defense to zone, I mean, at that point, you're just throwing your hands up. Yeah. Yeah, man, they're (laughs) knocking down threes all day on me right now, man. We can't defend the perimeter, okay? We cannot defend the perimeter. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Chris Canty. I'm Jeff Turn. We want to pay homage, though, quickly to one of the best to do it in the National Football League with regards to the architecture. Of a, of a squad and a roster. Gil Brandt, who helped build the Cowboys into America's team, passed away at the age of 91. You were drafted, Chris, by the Cowboys in 2005. There are 19 players in the Cowboys' ring of honor. Gil Brandt was involved in the acquisition of 15 of those, as well as nine members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He worked for the Cowboys during the NFL record 20-season streak with a winning record from 19 19- 65 to 1985 i know he had an impact on you chris uh one of the true greats in the game yeah i had a chance to get to know him when i played for the dallas cowboys when i was down there my first four years of my career and 
just uh, talking with them and, and, and really just understanding the game of football in the National Football League, the transition from college to pro and, and the, the different challenges that were in front of me. Like, Gil was instrumental in, in my pro career. I would not be where I am today without Gil Brandt. And, and he really is the godfather of what we now have come to understand as pro scouting in the National Football League. This was the man that was on the forefront of innovating the game in that way. Um, he was responsible for getting the expansion Dallas Cowboys off the ground and turning it into a dynasty. And so I just I, – I don't know if there are enough superlatives, adjectives that I could attach to Gil Brandt and how great of a man he was, how great of a person he was, and how – how I guess innovative and how creative he was as a football mind. So I'm I'm I am grateful for having the opportunity to get to know him. I'm grateful for his contribution to the game and making the National Football League what it is today. So um, shout out to Gil Brandt and um, he, he's somebody that certainly will be missed. Um, I've known him, I knew him for a really long time, um, and he really is one of the special people that the National Football League has ever seen. Absolutely, man. About 10 years ago on Radio Row was the first time that I met Gil, and we started talking, and he looked down, and he saw that we were from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and he immediately started telling us a story of when he brought the Dallas Cowboys to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to play a preseason game. It turned out at the time to be the first exhibition game for the then-expansion Minnesota Vikings. I think it was like 1960. Uh, and they got 4,000 fans. By the way, probably um, that was the entire population of the state of South Dakota at the time. Mm -hmm. And he got them to play the Cowboys and the Vikings. He was an innovator, man. Like, the Cowboys were road warriors. They played, like, at a rodeo site. Like, he did all these different things with regards to spectacles to promote the brand along with constructing a great roster. Uh, I mean, the dude was well you know, beyond his years early on in his career, and people were catching up as he went on. But even at then, I mean, he was probably 82, 83 when I first met him. And the, the, the depth of knowledge about today's game yep. was so remarkable to me. He didn't get lost in translation over the years. Like, he stayed up to date with the game and was a smart mind and, you know, an analyst on SiriusXM NFL Network and continued to write about the game. That's what impressed me so much. An 80-year-old had as much knowledge as a 30-year-old or a 40-year-old that was in the game. Gil was just the best. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And he and I connected because I was coming out of a two-gap scheme under Al Gro at the University of Virginia, and you didn't really see a lot of two-gap players in the mid-2000s and in the modern game, but there was that connection there because I reminded him of one of the greats from yesteryear from the Dallas Cowboys and Bob Lilly. That's why when I first got to Dallas, my number was actually 74. And, you know, 74 ain't got a lot of swag. I had to get a, a better number than that. I ended up being 99. <laughs> but, I mean, just the opportunity to sit down and listen to Gil and allow him to explain how he sees the game and just what I needed to do to make myself a better player. But then always, you know, understanding the different trends. It, it, like you mentioned before, understanding the evolution of the game. Yep. That was something that he was always on top of. And, and so you don't yep. see very many people that can be a part of the National Football League. I mean, you're calling it five decades plus, six decades, and, and, and really stay on top of everything that is going on. So, again, like I said, Gil Brandt, one of the truly special people um, to have been a part of the National Football League. We had this saying in the locker room, it's a, it's a privilege, not a right to be a part of the National Football League. 
I'll say this, the National Football League was privileged to have Gil Brand around as long as it did. Absolutely well said by you, Chris Canty. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Before we get you out of here, an episode of Greeny would not be complete unless we had the silky vocal cords of one Bubba with a little who you got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got brought to you by Granger, and let's try and get through these quick. It's Canty's last one, so it's an important one here. College football's week one officially underway, so let's get some predictions. Who you got for your Heisman winner and national championship? Go. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Drake May ends up winning the Heisman this year. I know everybody's saying that Caleb Williams is going to get it done back-to-back. I'm going with Drake May, the next best quarterback in, in, in college football. I think he's the guy that's going to put up the numbers. He's the guy that's going to get the Heisman. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is out there, a lot of other candidates that have name recognition, but Drake May putting up huge numbers in the ACC this year. He's my pick for the Heisman. And I'm going to go with a national championship winner, of the Georgia Bulldogs. They get it done three in a row. The first team to do it since the Minnesota Golden Gophers in the 1930s. So Georgia gets it done, wins another national championship. I'm going to go with that same limb, uh, but mine's much more sturdy. Caleb Williams and Georgia. (laughs) Very simple. Give me deja vu from a year ago. All right, and since this is greeny, we assume those picks are going to be wrong, and that'll be the hashtag KOD. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. To baseball, Ronald Acuna became the first player with 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases last night, and he also got married on the same day. Which one player would you buy stock in for the next 10 years in baseball? Who you got? Ooh. I mean, it's hard to go against Juan Lacuna, right? I, I, I don't know that you could go against him. I mean, who, who are the other position players that you would buy stock in over the next decade? I mean, Aaron Judge. Shohei Otani. I mean, yeah, but Shohei Otani had the injury. How long can he continue to do what he's doing as uh, being a pitcher and one of the best hitters in the game? Aaron Judge. He's already in his 30s. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I might have to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. The only other guy that I might throw out there because I think his game might age really well is Mookie Betts from the Los Angeles Dodgers, who's right now second in war of all Major League Baseball players. So maybe if you wanted to go Mookie Betts, but, I, I mean, it's hard – to pick somebody over Ronald Acuna Jr. over the next decade. I'm a lifelong Braves fan. No way do I go any other place than Ronald Acuna Jr. I'll take Ronald Acuna Jr. over the field for as far as stock is concerned over the next 10 years. Dude has it all, super young, uh, a very reasonable contract, meaning he has great players around him uh, that are going to be able to get paid as well. And sitting in that lineup where he's at at one, two, three, wherever they put him, dude can mash and he can steal bases and he can play the field. Give me Acuna Jr. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call com or just stop by. And our old friend, Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon, is at it again. This guy's a motivation master on the latest edition of the Cardinals flight plan. They showed Gannon firing up his team. Give it a listen. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. Well... 
I'm ready to play. I don't know about you guys. Are you ready to play for Coach Gannon? Who you got? <laughs> that sounds lame to me. That yeah. sounds so lame to me, Chris. That is. That sounds like he ripped it off of some sort of coaching manual from YouTube. I'll pass on getting motivated from Coach Gannon. Yeah, like I, I got lost on the part where he's asking guys, "Did you drive over here? Did you take the bus?" What does that matter? This is pro football. Who cares? Like, Did what are you crawl we talking over broken about? glass? What are you talking <laughs> about? Fire, fire in your gut. If you got fire in your gut, go to the bathroom. I, 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 don't know. Like, I don't understand what he's talking about. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, just, I just don't. Arizona's going to be really bad this year. Like, really, really bad. And, and that might be on purpose. I mean, Jonathan Gannon is doing nothing to help the cause. Like, nothing to help the cause at all. Nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at, at all, all. Chris. Um, n- didn't motivate you, me, or anyone else probably on that Cardinals roster, and they may be the number one over- overall pick because of it in next year's NFL draft. Absolute blast hanging out today, man. We will, we will hope everyone has a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Thanks to the guys back in the studio as well. Next week, the new ESPN Radio lineup debuts on Tuesday, September 5th. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.